At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For the first time in a long time, it's a silver linings edition. Hornets' five-game win streak has departed. Hornets falling to the New York Knicks by a final score of 121 to 106. We'll break it down, bring you our silver linings, also do some scoreboard watching, and definitely want to honor one of our great local retired military service members. It's our Yellow Ribbon interview with Carrie Ann Burke, retired Navy personnel specialist. We'll talk to her on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Helping me on the other two topics, we've got the Hornets manager of social media, Diana Biffle, back with us again here on the HHC. Diana, thanks for joining us definitely frustrating that it's a silver linings edition all good things must come to an end including a hornets win streak it was fun while it lasted at five games what are your thoughts on last night's loss as you said it's it's never fun for a winning streak to end we were hoping to get to six seven eight nine but that's okay i still feel confident about our team and where we're going to end up this season i think it's a learning experience. It's a reminder we're still a young team and that maybe we go in a little too confidently sometimes in these matchups that we're supposed to win. And that's something to learn from. And I have full confidence they'll lock in for the rest of the season. The Hornets definitely have played well over this five-game win streak. The Hornets just ran into a really hot-shooting New York team, in my opinion, last night. I think there's a lot the Hornets could have done better, but you have to tip your cap. The Knicks shot the lights out. They had their second-best three-point shooting day of the season, making 23s. That's, again, second most they've had in a game all year long. They shot 44.4% from three. A couple other stats for you. Knicks this season, when shooting 40% or better from three, they're now 18-5. and When they make 17 or more threes, they are 10 and 1. So, as much as they're known as a defensive first team, this is a squad that lives and dies by the three. 
They had a great shooting night. Most of those nights for New York, even with the struggles they've had this year, do result in wins. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, just looking at the points column here on the box score, there are seven players on the Knicks who had double-figure points. That's very impressive, and they came out so strong in the beginning, and we really— dug ourselves a hole like Terry said after the game and and that's something that's difficult to come back from even if we can go on run runs it's difficult if we can't stop them and they keep making wild shots you know because even when we locked in defensively they just kept draining shots so just one of those nights in the NBA you see it happen and and we'll move forward from it there were some positives our offensive rebounding was great we had 14 offensive rebounds but you know there are free throw percentage was not was not awesome at uh, 53%. So definitely things that we can work on, but I'm not overly upset about it. As you said, it's a night in the NBA. Anything can happen. We'll check in on some of the other out-of-town scores from last night and games we're looking at tonight as well a little bit later on. But, you know, all good things must come to an end. Even the, the best teams in the world do occasionally lose. It's very hard to sweep a team. Hornets seem to be on their way to having a chance to do that against the Knicks. They'll have to try and settle for three wins in four tries when they match up again one week from yesterday. You mentioned Terry Rozier talked after the game. Let's hear what Terry had to say. Yeah, it's, just, it's that first quarter. It's, it's kind of been a story for a while now. It's kind of we kind of dig ourselves a, a huge hole, and it's you know we playing against professionals. No matter the scouting report they got, they pouring players out. We playing against professionals who you know know how to hoop. So we dig ourselves in the hole. It'd be tough to climb back. Part of what he's referencing there, the 40-point first quarter for the Knicks was really where they won the game. The rest of the contest, the Hornets actually won the rest of the contest. If you focus down from the second through the fourth quarter, Charlotte won that spell. It was the 40-24 first quarter in favor of the Knicks. That decided the game. And he's also referencing the injury news for the Knicks. They were without Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson. Not only their best player out in Julius Randle, but their two best bigs, the center, out as well. You'd think that would have given the Hornets a big advantage in In certain respects, they did take advantage of it. They dominated the class, dominated second-chance points, dominated points in the paint. But again, the Knicks, the way they're built, they want to play good defense, and they're going to hope they knock down threes. And statistically speaking, they're in the same neighborhood as the Hornets are this year for making threes. So when they make it at the kind of volume they did last night, they tend to come away with wins, and they did in that one. A couple other notes on the game. Charlotte did get a really good effort from LaMelo Ball, but otherwise did not shoot the ball well. LaMelo was... 6 of 14 from 3, ended up with 32 points in the win. The rest of the Hornets shot 21% from beyond the arc. You flip that around. The Knicks, their star player in terms of three-point shooting all year has been Evan Fournier. He was about average for himself. He was 4 of 10 from 3. The rest of the team actually shot better than him. You had career high in terms of three-point totals from Obi Toppin and their rookie, Miles McBride. You had the second consecutive 30-point game in as many nights from R.J. Barrett. You had a career high from Jericho Sims the second round pick out of Texas. I know you're a proud Longhorn, but I'm maybe not as proud of that one, Diana, who was filling in for Mitchell Robinson. So I think you have to tip your cap to the Knicks. They shot well enough to win this game. I don't know if the Hornets play a stronger game, shoot better, if they're able to overcome it. I think they would have, but sometimes that's just the way the ball bounces. Yeah, unfortunately so. And yeah, I'm, I'm a proud Longhorn, but only when we're talking about Kai Jones. <laughs> Fair enough. I think Kai Jones didn't have a good game uh, for the Greensboro Swarm. We'll have a swarm report later on we uh, in the week here on the Hornets Hivecast. Let's get to our silver linings. Diana, you're the guest. Who would you like to select? I think he said it. I think it's LaMelo Ball. He's got to get my pick. With uh, 32 points, he really, I mean, never gave up throughout the entire game. He was definitely showing how important every single game is to him. I think 
no matter what, he really brings a lot of energy to the team, keeps the ball moving really well. You had to switch up the rotation sometimes, get him some rest. But every time he comes on the floor, you do see a shift in just energy on our team overall. Pass tipped away. It's loose, scooped up by Washington. Fires far side to the corner. Lamelo for three. Yes, sir! Got it again! Lamelo Ball, 6-12 from deep. That's his 32nd point. Lamelo Ball unfortunately ended the night with 32 points in the contest. Did not score in the fourth quarter. But really, you know, just a strong offensive game. The team needed him to be that spark, to, to be that offensive scorer in the first half. And he was able to come through. Ends up one rebound shy of a double-double. Five assists against four turnovers. Turnovers were a bit of an issue early. But generally speaking, Lamelo Ball, a really, really strong performance. Also, a couple statistical notes for you. He made six threes and in the process passed former teammate Devontae Graham and Hornets legend Kemba Walker's 2015-2016 season. He's up to now the ninth best individual season in terms of total made threes. 184 so far with nine games left to go. It's awesome to hear. He keeps growing and developing right in front of us. I, I love watching him play still, even these you know silver linings nights. It's it's still nice to watch someone who has so much potential and is already so skilled dribbling and is is shooting well and really there for his team offensively like you said that spark when you really need him and he had nine rebounds that's really awesome to get from your point guard i'm gonna go a little bit off the beaten path with my uh, silver lining i'm going with jalen mcdaniels jalen has been battling his way back from that ankle sprain for a long time he's only played in six games now seven games after last night since returning from that ankle injury 17 minutes starting to get a little bit more rotation time i didn't feel it in the game that he was necessarily quote unquote winning his minutes in terms of the plus minus but you look at the plus minus at the end of the game and he was dead even in terms of his 17 minutes on the floor so that's a good sign more importantly while we've seen some good driving moves from Jalen we hadn't seen the three-point shot come back at this point in his return he was 0 for 8 beyond the arc in his first six games back from injury he knocked one down last night and sometimes all you need to see is one go through uh, McDaniels is going to be an important bench piece down the stretch here in these final nine games of the season as well as Cody Martin and Montrez Harrell and Kelly Oubre and Isaiah Thomas but for Jalen McDaniels I think last night definitely a step in the right direction Seeing that ball go through the cylinder from three, that was big. Hopefully, it will spark him to some even bigger games in the not-too-distant future. All right, we're going to step aside from this one. A tough loss indeed. Hornets falling to 37-36. and There is an additional silver lining, which we'll talk about in our scoreboard-watching segment. But coming up next, something we always like to do here. It's one of the things I'm, I'm most proud about working for this organization. All that the team does to give back to the community, including recognizing our active and retired military members. Our Yellow Ribbon interview for this month is Carrie Ann Burke, a retired Navy person specialist. She spent 20 years in the Navy, has a great story, and we're going to bring it to you next. We'll talk to Carrie Ann next here on the Hornets Hivecast. I could have gotten my hearing aids anywhere, but going to a doctor who could find a set that fit my lifestyle was a good idea. Music sounds as clear now as when I listen to it on cassette tapes. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offers a wide variety of hearing aids. With affordable pricing and credit options, our patients can find hearing care that is right for them. Hear like you once did. Call 704-295-3000 to schedule an appointment. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. 
We'll have more Hornets talk in just a moment, but it's time to honor our latest Yellow Ribbon Program honoree. As part of the Yellow Ribbon Program, the Charlotte Hornets honor military veterans and retirees for their unwavering service to our country and their impact in the community. The Yellow Ribbon Program recognizes one of these heroes during Hornets home games throughout the season, and we've got our latest here with us today on the Hornets Hivecast. It's Carrie Ann Burke, a retired Navy personnel specialist first class who retired after 20 years of service to our armed forces. And she's with us here today. Carrie Ann, thanks so much for joining us here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for having me. Carrie Ann, a little bit about your background. You were born in Jamaica, emigrated to the U.S., to Florida, when you were six years old, and your mom signed you up to join the military when you were 17. I'm assuming you had some say in that as well, but tell us a little bit about what led to your decision to join the military. Absolutely. Um, For my mom and my dad, um, the main thing was to find a, a great career path after graduation, And the military provided a great opportunity to learn hands-on skills, to build a career, and make a difference in the world. And that was in line with what I wanted to do as well. You had so many experiences in your 20 years of service that you you told us about. Uh, You traveled the world. You've lived in the U.S., Italy, Japan, and traveled to many, many more places. In addition to travel, or maybe travel is the answer, what's one valuable lesson that only your experience in the military could have taught you? The military taught me the value of teamwork. We have to work together in events of fires, medical emergencies, casualties at seas, planning warfare and attacks on our ship. We depend on teamwork to ensure everyone makes it home alive. I apply this approach to my everyday life. You retired from active duty in 2017, but that was certainly not the end of your service to our country and our community. Tell us about some of the things you've been doing uh, professionally as well as volunteering-wise since your retirement. Well, after I retired, I went home to St. Elizabeth, Jamaica, and in Fort Lauderdale. Upon return, I started working at my current job at the Department of Veterans Affairs. I completed my bachelor's degree in public relations and marketing in June 2021. I continue volunteering in my community, often through Veterans Bridge Home. Currently, I'm pursuing career opportunities in marketing, communications, and public relations. I see chief marketing officers like Bazoma St. John of Netflix and Vice President of Communications Sandra LaJoy of NBC, paving the way for women in these career fields. You mentioned Veterans Bridge Home as one of the organizations you're involved with, and you mentioned to us earlier that they helped you in your transition to civilian life. Why is it so important for you to give back to that particular organization? Veterans Bridge Home has been a pillar of strength for me, retiring here in this area where there's no basis. You know, we're used to having all the comforts of the basis to provide our transition to civilian life. But everyone has the ability to positively contribute to humanity. It all begins with the willingness and decision to stand up and take action. We are united through community, whether by mentoring, community advocacy, helping our neighbors, or other actions, we possess the ability to impact our world by serving our community. It's a great organization. They do great work, and we're so thankful for you and all of the hard work that you have uh, done for them, for our community, and for the country. Carrie Ann Burke, 20 years of active duty, retiring in the Navy as a personal specialist, first class, and our honoree this month in our Yellow Ribbon program. Carrie Ann, thanks so much for joining us today here on the Hornets Hivecast. 
Thank you so much for having me. Back with more on the HHC after this quick break. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. Our thanks again to Carrie Ann Burke, retired Navy personnel specialist, 20 years of active duty service and still giving back to our greater Charlotte community. She is our Yellow Ribbon honoree for this month, and she was honored at last night's game when the Hornets took on the New York Knicks. Final on that one was 121-106. to 106. Sam Farber, Diana Biffle, the manager of social media for the Hornets, here with you on today's edition of the HHC. Diana, you manage all the social media for the Hornets. What was the social media reaction? action like last night people were frustrated (laughs) i think that's that's to be expected with a game like this you know and also coming off of a five game win streak everyone's just get super hype and people get excited after one win let alone five so they're just all right let's go let's make it to the to the playoffs so it's okay it's it's expected they can be frustrated for a night and then we'll come back friday and hopefully everyone's spirits will be lifted a bit so that is what it is totally understand where that sentiment's coming from. And moving forward, I mean, as you mentioned with the Yellow Ribbon recipient, there are so many awesome, positive things to look for on our social media actually coming up soon. Keep your eyes peeled for more CSR events that we're working with. We've got a lot going on towards the end of the season this year in our community that I'm really excited about. So everybody, watch out. Watch on social. See what we're doing. See how you might be able to get involved. I think one thing is Dunk Hunger. That's been going on. We're working with Food Lion to donate meals for every dunk made, and all fans can donate online on our website. So tons of positive things. Sometimes the court can be frustrating for everybody, but we can always make an impact, a positive impact in the community. Absolutely. Definitely keep an eye on Hornet social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of it to keep track of all the great things that the Hornets community service team is working on. Definitely a big positive there. And then, uh, you know, going back to that reaction, have no doubt as a social media specialist, the fear is not that the fans are angry. The fear is that the fans are silent, aka not there. So we appreciate your passion hopefully the hornets will help you redirect it in a positive direction with a win coming up on friday speaking of moving on to friday head coach james borrego after the game had this to say about the team moving forward into the final nine games of the season no we just regroup you know this is not like panic mode right here we played well we get another chance on friday night we just got to respond i think that's the right sentiments and as frustrating as the loss is i thought it might have been the worst loss of the season i know there are weaker teams in terms of record but it's hard to imagine a team more beaten up by injuries with more significant players with a tougher set of circumstances than playing on night two of a back-to-back while the hornets are rested and waiting at home and rolling than the situation the Hornets were in last night but that said New York shot the ball really well and you you gotta tip your cap it's one thing to get open looks and maybe the Hornets should not have allowed as many open looks I'm I'm not debating that but it's not easy to knock them down even in practice the Knicks don't often shoot this percentage they did last night a lot of guys had career highs I think you have to acknowledge that and tip your cap that said there were a lot of positives the Hornets dominated the glass dominated second chance points dominated points in the paint and were it not for a lack luster shooting effort probably would have ended up with a better result. That said, it's a 
one to one hundred six loss takes the team to thirty seven and thirty six. The Hornets remain in ninth in the Eastern Conference. The good news is they don't lose any ground in any direction to either the teams bookending them. As we get into our scoreboard watching segment, that's the additional silver lining here, Diana. Atlanta lost last night in Detroit. 122 to 101. I know they were on night two of a back to back, but I mean, you want to say that the Hornets had a rough loss against a Knicks team that is still alive to make the playing tournament. Detroit has been out of it for a long time. They go for 122, win 122 to 101. Big performance last night from Jeremy Grant. He had 21 points. Uh, as it turns out, eight different Pistons scoring double figures in this one. Got to tip your cap to the Pistons, especially if you're a Hornets fan, because they helped out in a big way there. Also, Brooklyn lost in Memphis, 132-120, to despite 35 points from Kevin Durant, 43 points from Kyrie Irving. Their bench, though, Brooklyn, only mustered 11 points on 2 of 11 shooting and was 0 for 5 from 3. Memphis, who didn't have John Morant, by the way, able to help the Hornets out. So, even though Charlotte lost, you can view it two ways. It's an opportunity missed, or thank goodness they didn't lose any ground. Hornets are still one game back of Brooklyn, who they're going to see on Sunday in Brooklyn, and they're one game up on Atlanta with nine left to play. No harm done. That's the way I'm going to look at it. Learning opportunity. We move forward from here. Excited for Friday. In terms of scoreboard watching tonight, not an awful lot on the NBA docket. Certainly not a lot in terms of teams that are in the vicinity of the Hornets. Mathematically speaking, Speaking, the Hornets could still catch up to the sixth seed. It would take a pretty big losing streak by both Cleveland and Toronto, Brooklyn maybe two, but the window is not closed yet mathematically. So the Hornets have a chance if they can remain hot. Last time they had won five in a row. They lost the sixth, but then won three in a row afterwards. So if the Hornets get on that kind of streak again, it could become more of a possibility. The teams right now fighting for six are going to square off tonight. Cleveland is 41-31. and They're at Toronto, who is 40-32. and So again, this is less about who the Hornets can catch and how it becomes more of a possibility. Obviously, Toronto's a little bit closer, so they would fall to just a three-game lead on Charlotte if they were to lose to Cleveland. Cleveland would still remain four games ahead of Charlotte, even if they lost in uh, that head-to-head matchup. But regardless of that, this could determine the path the Hornets have to go through in the play-in tournament. If they stay in the 9-10 game, if they win that, they're going to play the loser of the 7-8 game, which could probably will involve one of these two teams. Or if Charlotte knows is ahead of Brooklyn, they could be facing one of these two teams in the 7-8 game. So tonight's contest between Cleveland and Toronto could certainly impact the Hornets. Well, I'll be watching. I think every NBA fan right now is glued to every game they can be because truly every win and loss in the East matters right now in in terms of where we stand and what our next steps are after the regular season. Absolutely. And like I said about, you know, social media where, you know, you, you want the fans to be engaged. You would prefer them to be excited, but you understand when they're frustrated after a night like last night. Um, but the bottom line is you want engaged fans versus silent fans. And similarly here, even if it's frustrating and makes you pull your hair out. I mean, only one team really celebrates at the end of the year after all, don't they? You just want to be engaged and have something to play for and watch for at this time of the year. The worst thing to be is buried in the standings knowing you're just playing out the string and planning your golf time. Right now, the Hornets are far from that. They've got a lot to play for, a lot to watch for. That's the one game on the docket that we've got our eye on tonight, Cleveland at Toronto, which could end up determining who the Hornets see at some point in the play-in tournament. That'll do it for this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. 
podcast. Diana Biffle, Hornets Manager of Social Media. Thank you so much for staying with us and for joining us here today on the Hornets Hivecast. Of course. It's it's the most exciting part of the season. So let's look at it that way. And, and like you said, just be pumped that we are where we are and we have something to fight for. So thank you for having me. I hope next time it's, it's a dub. I am hoping for that as well. Thanks as well to Rob Longo, our producer, and to all of you for tuning in. We'll have another edition of the HHC tomorrow previewing the finale of this five-game homestand, which, by the way, the fans have been tremendous at all throughout. We hope you'll join us. Go get your tickets at Hornets.com. But tomorrow we'll have our preview edition for Hornets versus the Jazz. Till then, for Diana Biffle and Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.